It's time. We are not called to be nice. Sandy Rios, welcome, Sandy. Thanks for being here. We are often called to be confrontational. And here with me in D.C. is Fox News contributor Sandy Rios. And you still like me or you you don't like me, James? Are you okay? You're all right. (laughs) I'm a musician. I can't help it. Uh, Longtime Fox News contributor Sandy Rios, thanks very much for being with us. We have, I think it's four to one youth. In America, wants gay marriage. Our kids are the product of public schools. No wonder they poll the way they do. It's time to stand up or we're going to lose everything we have. Director of Governmental Affairs for the American Family Association. Step up, speak up, say something, do something. This isn't a game. This is real life. Cindy Rios is with the American Family Association. A pro-life radio talk show host. Some things are worth fighting for. Hurting people broken, beating down and feeling hopeless. Wonder if it's gonna always be this way. Who will speak up for the captive? Show some love and heal a past that binds the wounds we think will never go away. But what if we could be a people on our knees as one before the king? Cause we believe. changing when the church starts praying. Strongholds start to break, oh, when we pray. And uh, I love that song, and I wanted you to hear it, and that's how we're going to start this National Day of Prayer uh, today, because I don't think we remember, I'm confident, we don't really comprehend how great our God is. We mourn and we weep and we worry. I do this with you every single day, but this is a day where we're going to stop on our knees, and remember how great our God is. He's got this. It's in his hand. 
That doesn't mean we don't act, but he is an omnipotent, omniscient, the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning, the end. He is a great and mighty God, and uh, that's the power to which we are praying when we pray on our knees, and we're going to do that today. The theme of this year's National Day of Prayer is, Lord, pour out your love, life, and liberty, and the verse is 2 Corinthians 3.17. Now, the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And, of course, liberty in that context means when we know Jesus, when we are forgiven from our sins, the chains of bondage inside of us. It's not talking about just, uh, you know, uh, the simple or more shallow version of liberty, which we think about in this country. It's the deep liberty of the soul. And you can be in liberty and still be in bondage physically. So it's that kind of deep liberty that that verse refers to. Okay, for 70 years, the country has um, uh, observed this National Day of Prayer. It all came about when Billy Graham uh, was on the steps of, you should hear him, I wish I had that just that little clip where he's just saying, we must pray as a nation. And so uh, there was a proclamation, and we've been doing that ever since. But it didn't start with that, with that really, because uh, George Washington has this great passage where he uh, he has all these prayers. You know, you may or may not know that our first president actually wrote books of prayers. And so he admonished the American people in the, when we were at our very beginnings to pray. And after that, Abraham Lincoln, the same thing. He uh, issued a proclamation that this should be a day of prayer. Uh, he says, because we have forgotten God. And, of course, this was during the era of the Civil War. But even back further than that, when the pilgrims came to this country, the first thing they did was fall on their knees and pray and have a worship service on the shores. Prayer is in the fabric of this country. Uh, the worship of God uh, through, his, through his son Jesus, specifically Christian, uh, not that we have not and we have successfully welcomed people of other faiths and certainly respected their right to worship because we do believe in liberty, liberty of choice, liberty of serving uh, the God that you, uh, well, in our case, we believe that there is only one God, but we don't force because he would not have us force on other people his way. But in this country, it is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Jacob and his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who was sent to be our Savior. That's who we worship. That's the, uh, that is the um, American religious tradition, if you want to call it that. That's in the blood of, that's the bloodstream of our founders, and it is our, in our bloodstream today. And it's that God we pray to today. It's the only God. So let me just read a phrase from the National Day of Prayer website, because I thought this was really good. It talks about... Uh, do I need to remind you how bad things are right now in our streets? Do I need to remind you how families are fractured in a different way, divided by differences of opinion, uh, the tensions that people's jobs and their businesses have been destroyed and are being destroyed, that we face an uncertain future? Do I need to remind you of any of that? Uh, so now back to the text here. Imagine what our nation would be like if God's people had not been praying. From the beginning, prayer has been woven into the very fabric of our country and has been the thread that God has used to knit us together and to hold our nation together. Now imagine America without prayer. If weary hearts were tattered and torn into silence, we are the ones who are called to mend the fraying fabric of our culture by appealing to our God, who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can even ask or think. 
And uh, that is our God, and that's what I want to remind you of today. Now, I want to go to a passage because as I was thinking about uh, just the Torin song, uh, When We Pray, and how, you know, when God's people pray, you know, the powers are unleashed. And I and it reminded me of the, uh, the, uh, the book of Acts. You remember that Peter and John... Uh, Peter and John were before the council, and they had healed someone on their way to the temple, and uh, it was quite a miracle. And so um, they were taken before the authorities, and I want to start reading that. Now, hang on. Hang with me. I'm going to read quite a bit of Scripture. I don't think we read enough Scripture, personally. So I want to read this story to you, and I want you to hang with me till the end, okay? And as they were speaking to the people and the priests and the captain of the temple and the Sadducees came to them, greatly annoyed because they were teaching the people and proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they arrested them and put them in custody until the next day, for it was already evening. But many of those who had heard the word believed, and the number of men came to about 5,000. And on the next day their rulers and elders and scribes gathered together in Jerusalem with Annas the high priest and Caiaphas and John and Alexander and all who were of the high priest family. And when they had set them in the midst, they inquired, By what power or by what name do you do this? And Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people and elders, if we are being examined today concerning a good deed done to a crippled man, by what means this man has been healed, let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man is standing before you well. This Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you, the builders, which has become the cornerstone. And there is salvation and no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated, common men, they were astonished. And they recognized that they had been with Jesus, but seeing the man who was healed standing beside them, they had nothing to say in opposition. But when they had commanded them to leave the council, they conferred with one another, saying, What shall we do with these men? For that a notable sign has been performed through them is evident to all the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. But in order that it may spread no further among the people, let us warn them to speak no more to anyone in this name. So they called them and charged them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered them, Whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you rather than to God, you must judge. For we cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. And when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding no way to punish them because of the people. For all were praising God for what had happened. For the man on whom this sign of healing was performed was more than forty years old. When they were released, again, Peter and John, they went to their friends and reported what the chief priests and the elders had said to them. And when they heard it, they lifted their voices together to God and said, Sovereign Lord, who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them, who through the mouth of our father David, your servant, said by the Holy Spirit, Why did the Gentiles rage? Why did the people plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his anointed. Now, that's an Old Testament passage they're quoting. For truly in this city they, they, there were gathered together against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, along with the Gentiles and the peoples of Israel, to do whatever your hand and your plan 
had predestined to take place. And now, O Lord, look upon their threats and grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with boldness. And I want to interrupt the narrative here just to say that they were worried. They were human. They had just been threatened. Be quiet. Don't say that, or there will be a price to pay. And so they're praying. They're pouring out their hearts and asking God, Lord, you you promised this uh, in the Old Testament. And now, Lord, look upon their threats and grant to your servants, to them, to continue to speak your word with boldness while you stretch out your hand to heal and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. And that is the point that I want to make out of that scripture. They were only human. They were filled with the Holy Spirit. They had God's power so powerfully surging through them, but they were still very human, just like God was fully human and human and fully man. Uh, And so they had some fear and trepidation. Now, Lord, grant us the boldness. Help us to to be steadfast. Help us not to be faint and weak and deny and uh, not speak out. Give us your strength. And what did God do as they're on their knees praying? And they had just said, it's not a fancy prayer. It says, "Um, now, Lord, look upon their threats and grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness. Nothing fancy here. Nothing, uh, no, no long words, no passages quoted. And I, I wanted to say that to you because um, this is where we are. We are living in very difficult times, and we need boldness. So, Lord, we do pray that you continue to give us the ability to speak in boldness, fearless, uh, within the power of your Holy Spirit. We're going to open up the phone lines and pray in just a second, and uh, we're going to pray for whatever is on your heart. So I want you to tell me who you are, where you're from, tell me what's on your heart, and then pray, okay? Our phone number is 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840. This is Sandy Rios. This is the National Day of Prayer. We'll be right back. How would you describe your health care? If you're like most Americans these days, the word affordable isn't top of mind. Well, here's some good news. There's actually a trusted health care option that is affordable. It's called MediShare. Unlike insurance, MediShare is a Christian health care sharing ministry. Hundreds of thousands of believers across America who share each other's medical bills. For over 25 years, They've trusted in the MediShare model because it works. You'll be amazed at what you'll save, up to 500 bucks every month. And here's the best part. Because MediShare is based on biblical principles, you never pay for things that go against your beliefs. MediShare is affordable health care for Christians. Call 833-44-BIBLE to find out how much you can save on your health care. MediShare. Call 833-44-BIBLE. That's 833-44-BIBLE. Today is the National Day of Prayer. Join millions of praying Americans who are united in prayer for our country. 
Connect from your mobile device or computer to the largest online prayer gathering ever. It's an incredible opportunity to experience the power of prayer as one nation under God. Be a part of this historic day along with fellow Christians who are ready to make a difference by lifting up our nation in prayer. Free prayer resources are waiting for you right now. Join an online prayer room and invite family, friends, and neighbors to join you for the National Day of Prayer. Just go to pray.team. There's absolutely no cost to participate. This is your call to prayer, and now's the time to answer the call. Our country needs your prayers more than ever, so join the Presidential Prayer Team for the National Day of Prayer. We'll see you online at pray.team. That's pray.team. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes with news and commentary next. Are you looking for a university that provides a quality Christian education with excellent academic and athletic programs? Well, I want to invite you to visit Liberty University, where they offer multiple visiting opportunities to fit your schedule. Plan a visit to their Central Virginia campus and stay for an afternoon, a day, or an entire weekend. You can also take a virtual tour from the comfort of your own home. Plan your visit today by texting "Go Visit" to the number 49596. Again, that's "Go Visit" to the number 49596. Superman may be faster than a speeding bullet and more powerful than a locomotive, but he's not strong enough to defeat the social justice race crowd. Warner Brothers announced the next Superman movie will feature a black man of steel. The scriptwriter will also be black, and the movie will be directed by a black director. The Hollywood Reporter says having a white director or writer associated with the project would be tone deaf. It's part of Hollywood's effort to use beloved comic book characters to promote woke causes. Batwoman is a lesbian. They want Spider-Man to be gay. It's a culture war free-for-all. I'm surprised that someone has not accused Warner Brothers of cultural appropriation, seeing how Superman was originally white. Imagine if the next Black Panther turned out to be Caucasian. So, there you have it. Superman is no longer about truth, justice, or the American way. It's only about justice, social justice. I'm Todd Starnes. Sandy Reels back with you. All the world starts changing when the people start praying, and that's what we're going to do this morning. Uh, our phone number is 888-589-8840. And so, uh, again, if you would just tell me your name and where you're from and what it is that you want to pray about and then just just pray. All right, and, uh, and you know that because there are so many people, you don't want to go on and on. You know that. You'll be courteous, and prayers don't have to be long. That's the part. You know, I think somehow we've adopted this I, I, we've really uh, adopted a, a sort of a dread of prayer because we make it something that I don't think God ever intended. It, it is a conversation with Him. It's not a posturing with fame, you know, big words and and lofty phrases. It is from the heart, spoken to God, who is real, and hears everything that you say. I want to uh, just share one email that I got from a listener this morning. And this is from a listener. I won't even give the state. She's asked me not to give her name. She's written before about in this particular situation, it is a problem that many of you are facing. Uh, She has a radical leftist daughter and family. She said, we are still at odds because they have no idea what they're believing in. 
They believe everything Joe Biden says is the absolute truth and best for the country. They believe all of the 16-9 project propaganda. They want big government and free everything. They are part of the well-educated, indoctrinated millennials. They tell me I don't know the truth, and they do. My six-year-old granddaughter told me to obey President Biden. They're two children, an eight-year-old adopted black child and a six-year-old biological child. They are totally indoctrinated into wokeness. My daughter tells me she's just preparing her children for the future. There is no innocence allowed here because the black son may be killed on the street because of Donald Trump. They have had that talk with him that all parents of black boys have. Um, And uh, in this particular email, she doesn't say, but in the past, I know that it's just heartbreaking, the divide between her and her daughter and their family. And I want to pray for her, and I want to pray for all of you who are experiencing this before I go to the phone lines. Heavenly Father, how your heart must break when you see families divided in this way. Uh, what should be the natural love of mother for her children, for her daughter, for her son, uh, and the natural communion uh, has been so deeply broken by the political strife that we have in our country. Lord, we ask for healing. We ask for mercy. We ask for tenderized hearts. And uh, we ask for the ability, those of us that are parents, uh, to speak the truth in love to our children. Sometimes it's hard. It's often hard. Help us to know, to strike just that right tone. Uh, Give us influence with our grandchildren in the right way. And uh, I ask, Lord, that you would keep us from discouragement and heartbreak, which paralyzes us. Uh, Fill us with your spirit and give us your mind in this, because surely families have been broken since Adam and Eve's family was so broken. This is nothing new, and yet we know that you would want love to, the standard is in Ephesians, I think of that, about the love in families. And so, Father, we want our families restored, and we ask for your help to do that. And I ask that in the name of Jesus. Amen. Okay, let's go to uh, let's go to Arkansas with Steve. Hey, good morning, Steve. Uh, good morning. So what's Hello. on your mind, Steve? Yeah, I hear, okay, I'm here. Okay, you now. Okay, yeah, a good testimony in heaven and... All this year, and exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the riches and glory by Christ Jesus result on earth. <laughs> That's good. So are you going to pray? Okay. Was that your prayer? Uh, well, no, I'm going to pray briefly. And that was, you know, you, you know the, the word was to say why I would pray. Yes. Pray. Okay. Okay. Let's pray then. Father in heaven. We come humbly before the throne of grace, thanking you for the Lord Jesus Christ. We're mindful of the miracles you've done in our country from its inception, and we would move your heart by our prayer, our fervent prayer, standing on the rock of your promise and trusting completely in you. You said, the God of hope, fill you with all joy and peace in believing that we have abounded hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. So we simply ask you, like a friend asks at midnight for bread, Pour out your spirit on us, heal us, have mercy on us, revive us, and may the glory be yours. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, Steve. Thank you so much. Let's go to Jeff in Tennessee. Good morning, Jeff. Hey, good morning, Sandy. Good morning. So what's on your heart this morning, Jeff, to pray? Uh, Yeah, I'm in Memphis, Tennessee, and and, uh, my heart is for the youth and the the children of of this community, uh, often 
so often they turn in, into um, um, mischievous and criminal ways as a result of uh, not having a father in the home and just being embraced by the streets. Okay, well, let's pray about that. Amen. Thank you, Father, so much for uh, opening up uh, your heart and opening up your power and opening up your grace to us through the blood of Jesus Christ, that we can come boldly and um, to the throne. And God, I thank you this morning uh, uh, for my sister Sandy and all of the American Family Radio family that we can join together in praying for uh, the youth of our nation, God, the youth of our states, the youth of our city. Uh, right here in Memphis, Lord, I just my heart aches for those that uh, don't have a father in the home, those young men that are so susceptible to uh, turn to, to criminality and, and joining gangs and being a part of things that we could only uh, imagine how rough it is. God, right now I pray for men that they would rise up and that they would be there for these young men. And uh, as I'm riding right now with my son, and God, that he would just uh, see that as well, Lord, and be a part of that movement. God, we thank you for the family, the gift of the family. God, we just pray right now that here you would um, give us tools and means and courage to be able to stand for the family just as you have designed it. God, there are so many forces and uh, even people, God, that have been deceived, Lord, that are looking to dismantle the family, God. And we know that that is where the enemy works more hard than anything else because he knows that that is your ordained unit. And God, right now, we just pray in the blood of Jesus, Lord, that you would just protect us all, give us all wisdom and courage to uh, press forward in these days ahead. In Jesus' name. Yeah, Jeff, hang on just one second. Let me pray, add to that. Father, uh, also, I know that marriages are always under attack. And I think with the isolation of COVID, people have been, you know, together in ways that, you know, have been very difficult. Lord, I just pray that you would change hearts, that you would give uh, refresh minds, that you would renew love. Uh, Lord, I pray that uh, with anyone listening to me who is actually entertaining thoughts of someone besides their spouse, that you would intervene, that you would convict and sort this out. Uh, that you would help people to catch a renewed vision of what life with their partner could be, uh, the love of their life. Um, Lord, love is not what people think. It's not like the movies. It is a commitment, and then that great reward follows. And so I've, I pray, Lord, that you would people have people just stop. Stop in their tracks. Just stop it. Stop fantasizing. Stop messing with it. Stop meeting for lunch. Stop whatever they're doing. Just stop and choose even though their feelings may not line up, choose to be faithful. I pray for that right now, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Uh, Jeff, thank you very much. Let's go to Lynn in Arkansas. Good morning, Lynn. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. Um, Yeah, I want to set this up real quickly. I was uh, driving the other day and stopped at a yard sale, and um, the people that were having it were talking about their future and some things going on and talking about possibly moving to Florida. And I kind of felt like maybe they were on the same page. But one of the things I've thought about is people who are know what's going on and yet they're not saved. And they're going to be left here. And uh, to live you know, the results of what's going to come down. 
And I felt a prompting in my spirit to witness to them, but then I didn't do it. I was, I felt intimidated for some reason. They were, it was a very wealthy home and everything, which really had nothing to do with it. And yet, I guess I thought they might think I was silly or something like that. So I left and I kept thinking about it and I actually came back. But they had picked everything up, and I didn't know which house it was, and the signs were gone. And anyway, I I just want to say that when you have that, I don't hear God talking to me all the time or anything, but when you have that prompting to do something like that, do it. Well, Lynn, let's let's pray about that. Just pray about that right now. Yes. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I just... I thank you that um, we have the opportunity to still speak to people and that we can, um, through our prayers and through you, make a change in their life. And I just pray that when we feel that feeling, that we would not be let our feelings of insecurity or whatever it is uh, overtake us, that we would... Um, overcome that and that uh, they would uh, hear our prayer and hear our heart that we care about them. And I just pray and ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. And Lynn, you know what? Um, Amen. Amen to that. Uh, This is, you know, uh, just this is a fresh start. Every morning is new. So just pray that God will send someone your way today, and he will. I guarantee you, if you are open to that, if you are feeling compelled to share your faith because of the the hour is coming. The hour we can see, like we're seeing the beginnings of the end. That's for sure. Uh, and you're feeling that urgency. God's going to grant that desire of your heart. It's going to be a delightful, wonderful experience. So just go forward and look for someone else who's has ears to hear today. And uh, and then you, when you do that, call me. Okay. All right, Lynn. God bless you. Thank you. Let's go to Yvette in Texas. Good morning, Yvette. Good morning. Okay, so what's on your mind this morning, Yvette, to pray? I'm calling to pray for the leadership of our country. Yes. Okay, so, well, let's let's just do it. Let's just yes, do it. Yes, we're in agreement. Father, your word says that to agree, it shall be done. Father, I lift up every, not just political leader, but every spiritual leader. Father, I thank you that their hearts are in your hands, and you turn them to say whichever you will, Father God. Thank you, Lord, for being a lamp into their feet and a light into their path. Father, thank you for bestowing upon them wisdom, direction. Thank you, Lord. And we are in agreement. We cover each and every one of them with the precious blood of Jesus. And we cover this nation with your precious blood. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen, Yvette. Thank you. Listen, I can tell you so many people in Washington are so grateful for those prayers. They feel alone right now. Now they're isolated in the Capitol, uh, and, it, and it's really rough in D.C. right now. And they I know you're not talking about just uh, uh, national leaders, but I'm speaking of them right now. We need to really be on our knees. And by the way, being on your knees in prayer is such a good posture. I wish we could just all be together, together, together in some big room on our knees. I think there's power in that posture because it's a posture of humility and worship And so um, maybe that's something to think about for all of us as we uh, feel more urgency to seek God in these very difficult times. Right now, let's just listen to this beautiful song. 
is God Be still and know that He is holy Be still, O restless song of mine Bow before the Prince of Peace Let the noise of clamor cease Be still and know that He is God Be still and know that He is faithful Consider all that He has done Stand in awe and be amazed And know that He will never change Be still Be still And know right after this, Sandy Rios in the morning on the National Day of Prayer. This is a unique moment in the history of our country where we have an opportunity to restore the foundations of this nation. Tony Perkins of Washington Watch. To a nation that once again honors God. It will not happen unless God's people are informed and engaged. Join Tony Perkins for Washington Watch, weekday afternoons at 4 Central and Saturday evening at 6 Central on American Family Radio. Today's culture is opting for entertainment rather than biblical enlightenment. For those who resist that trend, Friends of Israel shows listeners why loving the Jewish people and supporting Israel is important to the Christian faith. Friends of Israel shares biblical truth about Israel and the Messiah and promotes solidarity with the Jewish people. This is Chris Katolka of the Friends of Israel Today radio program heard each weekend on this station, and here's what's happening in Israel. Friends of Israel, Saturday afternoon at 2, here on American Family Radio. He who is often rebuked and stiffens his neck 
will suddenly be destroyed and that without remedy. My name is Abraham Hamilton III and this is the Hamilton Minute. Faced with complaints from parents about the indoctrination of their children, Dr. Natalie Follert, a 6-12 through 12 literary speech coordinator and school district official in Rockwood, Missouri, instructed teachers to create two sets of curriculum, a false one to share with parents and a real curriculum focused on topics like activism and privilege. Thanks to virtual learning, parents in the Rockwood School District discovered their schools were pushing critical race theory and teaching children to become social activists via the at-home learning tool called Canvas. In response, Dr. Fowler advised teachers to hide the real curriculum. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association. Brian Fisher here with the Life and Liberty Minute. As a student at Stanford, I was struck by the words carved in granite above the entrance to the undergraduate library. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. These majestic words came from the lips of Jesus. But Stanford only quoted part of what Jesus said. The full quote is this. If you abide in my word, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. In order to be set free by the truth, we first have to know what the truth is. The truth, Jesus says, is found in my word, with the emphasis on the word my, and freedom is found only through abiding in his word. The way we tell the difference between truth and error is to line up what we hear next to the words of Jesus and keep what matches and reject what doesn't. The next time around, Stanford needs to give its students the whole truth. Catch Brian Fisher on Focal Point, weekday afternoons at 105 Central on American Family Radio. This is Frank Afney with the Secure Freedom Minute. The Biden-Harris Justice Department has been highly selective in its enforcement of the law. For example, its FBI was keen to seize the electronic equipment of former President Trump's lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, but not his hard drive copies of the notorious laptop belonging to President Biden's son, Hunter. We just learned the department's Civil Rights Division is concerned about evidence of official misconduct in Maricopa County, Arizona during the 2020 election. After months of, at best, indifference to such evidence, the DOJ is now threatening to get involved. But it seems intent not on getting to the bottom of seemingly rampant federal crimes in the voting in that key county. Rather, the department appears poised to stop an ongoing forensic audit of the election ordered by the Arizona Senate with state judicial approval. Elections have consequences, including stolen ones. This is Frank Gaffney. The world starts changing when we pray, and uh, we know that that's true. It's been happening since the first century, and so let's pray, okay? This is the National Day of Prayer. Sandy Rios with you, and I'm asking you to pray. Uh, uh, tell me your name, where you're from, and uh, then tell me what you what's on your heart, and we'll have you pray. I want to just say quickly, I'm, what's on my heart this morning is the 50 or 60 people languishing in jails in Washington, D.C., who made the, uh, you know, this, who did this horrible thing, and they went to support Donald Trump on January the 6th, uh, and some of them went into the Capitol. By the way, 200 people were arrested. None of them uh, had guns, uh, and only one person was killed, and she was killed by a Capitol policeman. 
So, um, but, and yet the narrative is very different, and we know this. We know that there's danger here without me explaining it too much further, but when I think of them languishing in those jails and in solitary confinement, some of them, 23 out of 24 hours a day, I am just, I'm beside myself, and I just, I want to pray for them. Father, I do pray for these people who have had their lives so disrupted, who, in honest and earnest uh, support for this country— went to the Capitol on January 6th, uh, trying to get their congressman to do what was right. I just pray that you would uh, support and encourage them, uh, even though there's not much support that we can see. But Father, I pray uh, that you would encourage their hearts, that you would send people to the prisons. Maybe there's some chaplains there, or uh, but help us to not forget them, because they are languishing. People are suffering. I think of Rudy Giuliani. I think of the people uh, who have been um, suffering because they've taken a stand. Uh, Sidney Powell, um, lots of my friends, General Flynn, I just pray that you would be with them and give them courage. And I've seen you do that already. It's just amazing. But Lord, how we need you to bring justice. This is justice. It's what's right and what's wrong. Justice is what's right and what's wrong. and has nothing to do with color. It is what's right. Lord, we pray for what's right to be done as only you, the righteous judge, can do. And we ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, let me go to, uh, let me go to uh, Deborah in Florida. Good morning, Deborah. I want to say I pray with you also, because I've known someone who was in prison for 10 years because of the Justice Department, and, and Donald Trump pardoned her. Her name was Stephanie Moore. Wow. But what I'm, it's on my heart also is for the elderly and disabled that have been restricted to these nursing homes and rehabs, as they say, especially in New York, Maryland, Massachusetts. But most of all, I put out Matthias Kendall, who in his youth played in the passion play in Thierse, Austria, and he's now lingering, and he carried that cross 500 times, and now he's lingering in a nursing home in Massachusetts in Greenville. Um, Greenfield, Massachusetts. I just pray the Lord give him strength through this ordeal. If his will to stay here, so be it. But if his will to return home, then glory to the God. Deborah, let me pray with you, Father. We do. Oh, Lord, how my heart is broken too, just like Deborah's. Not, I don't know this gentleman, but Lord, for all the people, the parents, the grandparents who have been left alone. <sighs> I think there are stories that we will never know, but Lord, we know that you know. We just pray that your supernatural presence would be there. We pray that some nurse, some aide would bring the gospel to those that don't know it. And for those that are following you, who love you, that you would uh, supernaturally fill their hearts uh, with expectation of glory and uh, sustain them until their final breath. And we ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Deborah. Thank you. Thank you for the story, too. Let's go to um let's go to uh Pat in Mississippi. Good morning, Pat. Whoa, did you say Pat? <laughs> she said Pat. Hey Pat, how are you? Oh, in Miss Pat in Mississippi. Yes, ma'am. Oh, that's me. Hallelujah. I'm on. I'm so excited, Sandy. <laughs> Sandy, you know in Ephesians chapter six. You know, we're not wrestling against flesh and blood, but we're wrestling against principalities and powers and the rulers of the darkness and the wicked spirits in heavenly places. And that's what I want to pray about against Joe Biden and the Democrats and all this Marxism that they're trying to ram down our throats. Can I do that, please? Yes, yes, do it, Pat. Oh, hallelujah. 
Father, thank you, Lord God, that Jesus is the name above every name. And I thank you, Father, that you have given us authority over all the power of the enemy. Lord, so right now, in the name of Jesus, I just bind every ungodly, evil, wicked spirit that has manifested itself through Joe Biden, through all these ungodly, unrighteous edicts and orders that he is giving, Lord God. And, and Lord, we know he's just a puppet. And, Father, I just pray I cancel all of the plans and the schemes and the assignments of all these people, Lord, that are working behind him, all these globalist individuals, all these globalist organizations, Father, that are trying to turn this country into a Marxist nation. And we say no, it will not succeed in Jesus' name. And, and one of Donald Trump, our beloved president, one, and one of his uh, State of the Union addresses, he said that this nation will never be a socialist nation. And we say yes and amen to that because, Lord God, you founded this nation. You had a covenant with this nation, Lord God, founded on Judeo-Christian principles. These pilgrims came over here, Father, to worship you in spirit and truth, Father, and that's why this country is free, because you founded this country, Father, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we just declare that this nation will remain a constitutional republic, Lord God, and Joe Biden and the Democrats and his ilk they will not succeed in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, you say when the right Okay, Pat. That's good. No, no, no. Listen, I hate to interrupt you, but I, uh, um, I, in we, you said in Jesus' name, so I thought that was the end of your prayer. But um, yeah, so I'm with you on that. Except for the only thing that I just say, I, I look, I do think we should pray against our enemies. The psalmist do it, and I'm all in favor of that. But I think we have to remember that it, it can't be by our word. It is by. It's not by our declaring it. It is by asking God to bring that about, and I'm sure you know that. And so uh, when we pray, we ask God to hear our prayer and to bring down these horrible, wicked forces that are arrayed against us. And I'm all in favor of doing that. In the name of Jesus, Pat, thank you very much. Let's go to Carolyn in Oklahoma. Good morning, Carolyn. Hi. I'm so thankful that you let me come on today. I'm very excited to pray with you. Carolyn, why don't you just pray for a pray, and then you, in your prayer we'll know what it is that you uh, have on your heart, okay? Okay, well, these prayers are just based on Scripture, so I'm taking some prayers from um, Second Chronicles and Second Kings. Okay. Good. Oh, Lord God, our Father, you are God in heaven and rule over all the kingdoms of the world. In your hand are power and might so that none is able to withstand withstand you, but the enemy does have a great horde of demons that fulfill his will in this world to deceive many and bring about destruction in their lives, and we are powerless against them, but Lord, our eyes are on you. We ask that you would execute judgment on these hordes and drive away the influence that they have over our loved ones and our pe the people of our nation. Oh, Lord, our God, you're enthroned upon about the cher cherubim. You have our God alone, and all the kingdoms of the earth. You have made the heaven and the earth. Incline your ear, O Lord, and hear. Open your eyes, O Lord, and see how the enemy has mocked you, the living God, and deceived our prodigals and our loved ones, our nation, and laid waste to their lives, encouraging them to follow after the ways of the world rather than after you. 
May the idols of their life be cast down and destroyed. Hear our supplication today, Lord. Receive our prayers that the work of the enemy may be turned back and that our prodigals and our loved ones, our nation, may know that you, O Lord, are God alone. Amen. Amen, Carolyn. That's I love that. Thank you. I think praying scripture is a really powerful, and it, it also makes sure that we are praying in the proper the way God would have us. Now, I don't want to get all paralyzed about how to pray because, I, as I said before, it is conversation. We're going to make mistakes, and uh, but but it's instructive to us to hear how the psalmist have prayed, and we can. Um, and Jesus has, you know, quoted uh, many of the psalms, so that is a great pattern and important. So, Carolyn, thanks. That was just beautiful. I want to just personally, Elena has called, and we are not doing personal requests today, but I want to pray. Her husband, uh, 52 years, has is having heart failure, or has had heart failure. She's asking for prayer, Lena. I want to pray for you right now because obviously your heart is heavy for all the right reasons. We pray for your husband. We pray for his restored health, and we pray for you to have courage and strength and to remember eternity in these moments. And I ask that in Jesus' name, Amen. Let's go to um, Let's go to Virginia. In Virginia, <laughs> hey Virginia, how are you? <laughs> Hi, Sandy. What a blessing to be able to speak with you, and you've blessed my life so many times and encouraged me as a Christian. Uh, I'm I'm a 85-year-old widow. I've been a child of God since I was 8 years old. I'm so concerned about the leadership in this country, and I thank you for your faithfulness in bringing out the truth about things thank that you. sometimes we don't get to hear from other stations. Yeah. Virginia, God, I love you. You yeah. So why don't I love your accent? By the way, you have that classic Virginia accent that's so beautiful. But Aww. will you will you pray before we run out of time here, please? Will you just pray for me because I'm I'm nervous. Oh, I do pray for you, Virginia. Lord, I just say what a blessing to have her so articulate and um, so still caring about this country at a time in her life when she could just be thinking about herself and her family and her own concerns, and she has a heart for this nation. So, Lord, hear her prayer. Hear Virginia's prayer, and we ask that in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, let's just, uh, I want to close today by listening to this beautiful song from Kristen Getty. It speaks to me so clearly, and I want you to enjoy it too. Oh, Lord, as we come to you to receive the food of your Planted deep in us, shape and fashion us in your likeness, that the light of Christ might be seen today in our acts of love and our deeds of faith. Speak.
The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.